This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Kick your feet up, relax, and take a load off. Today we're talking about your favorite comfort foods. When's the last time you had a good plate of spaghetti and meatballs? What's your secret for fried chicken? What about homemade french fries or mashed potatoes? And we can't forget about dessert. Share your comments and experiences with us this morning when you call us at 1-877-MPB-RING. The phone number is one 672 7464 or you can send us an email. It's food at mpbonline.org. This is Deep South Donning from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. It's a show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. So kick up your feet, relax, take a load off. Today we're talking about your favorite comfort foods. When's the last time you had a good plate of spaghetti and meatballs? What's your secret for fried chicken? Or how about homemade french fries or mashed potatoes? And we certainly can't forget about dessert. We're looking for your comments and experiences with us this morning when you give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or send us an email, food at org. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. <clears throat> so good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good weekend. Good morning, Kevin. I had an absolutely fantastic weekend. On yesterday, before we got our rain, I actually had a chance to make a stop at a couple of my favorite places. One of them is uh, the bookstore where I met this fantastic uh, gentleman. His name is EJ, so he's working there today. And I just want to say thank you for all of your kindness. But when I left there, Kevin, I went out on the reservoir. Oh, my gosh, it was just gorgeous yesterday. I went and got a little food from one of my favorite places out there, ate some greens and some catfish yesterday, and then I got to feed the ducks and sit out by the water. It was just absolutely amazing. You know, Mississippi has all of these wonderful little uh, places across the state that you can just get away in your own backyard, and there are a lot of places around the country that don't have that quick access like we do. I uh, <clears throat> wasn't aware of it, but I had signed up for Blue Apron this weekend, so I had some uh, interesting cooking this weekend. Um, made Go ahead some... and say it, Kevin. Blue Apron. <laughs> <laughs> had some uh, curried catfish with oh, uh, wow. coconut rice uh, with some green beans in there. That was good. And then, Did it give uh, you an accent to mine? <laughs> <laughs> Also did some um, spicy chicken with Korean rice cakes. Oh, wow. And then uh, last night uh, made some uh, barbecue pork uh, burgers with um, corn with uh, some um, parsley garlic butter. Kevin, don't allow anybody to tell you that you're not an international man. Well, that's one of the things I like is that uh, certainly there are some uh, dishes and ingredients and things that I would obviously not uh, have access to if I wasn't involved in that. And so um, <clears> that was funny. The um, the spicy chicken, it gave you it was an Asian spice. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it came in a little container and it said, you know, put as much of this as you would want. <laughs> so I put some in there and I started around. I'm like, it, it didn't look like it was as red as it was in the picture. So I put a little more in there, and then I thought, well, it, and then so, but I just barely uh, almost put too much in there, but so it was enough to kind of wake up the senses, but uh, not too much, but so it was really tasty. The rice cakes were interesting. They got a, I think um, if I'd done it again, I'd have paid a little bit more attention to taking them out of the container and putting them in uh, to boil, boil them, because I think they kind of got a little bit stuck together. Um, okay. But it was really good, and then last night, uh, as I said, the uh, the... The barbecue pork burger was really good. It was uh, ground that pork. That sounds absolutely fantastic. With some um, 
I mixed in some uh, Dijon mustard. And Say it then, again, uh, Dijon. <laughs> I'm telling you, Kevin, I'm just feeling really like we're traveling around the world right now. And then the, uh, they made some garlic, parsley, butter. So you just took some butter, uh, minced up some garlic and chopped up some parsley and mixed that all together and put that on the corn on the cob. And it was really very tasty. So Say I, that I three times real fast. <laughs> Tasty, tasty, tasty. No, garlic, <laughs> parsley, butter, you know. <laughs> anyway, those are a little bit fancy. I think when we think about comfort foods, we, we probably think about some things that are a little uh, less involved, uh, but still awfully tasty as well. And so uh, you brought in one of my favorite comfort foods, and that is uh, spaghetti and meatballs. And those are some, that's a big meatball. It's a big, a spicy meatball, Kevin. I mean, you know, if you're going to do spaghetti and meatballs, not the meat sauce, but the meatballs. You got to do the big spicy meatballs, you know? <laughs> I mean, it just, it, I had so much fun doing this dish because it is um, it's a classic and it's, you know, perfect for any time of the year, whether it's summer, winter, or fall, spring. Nobody's turning down a great plate of spaghetti. And these meatballs were really simple to make. And if you notice, when you bit in, you had this wonderful little surprise in the middle uh, because I stuffed these meatballs with just a little bit of mild cheddar to kind of give it that over the top. It's perfectly seasoned. The bites are wonderful. The spaghetti is perfectly cooked. I mean, it's just a great comfort food. It's one of those foods that you can eat and, you know, take a deep breath and forget about, you know, everything. <laughs> so when we talk about comfort food, how would you define that term? Well, I think for everybody, it's it's really different. It's that, it's that food that makes you feel like you're wrapped in a nice warm blanket and it gives you that sense of oddness. You know what I'm saying? It just gives you ease. For, for me, one of my favorite comfort foods in the whole world, Kevin, is cheesecake. Mm -hmm. uh, it is just something about having that creamy bite of cheesecake. It eases my senses. It takes the stress away. And usually that's why people go to comfort food. They, you know, you've had a little stress. Uh, you know, for me, it was that last breakup with my boyfriend. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, people. <laughs> you know, but people eat comfort foods for, for a variety of, of reasons. And it could be, you know, that you just need to get away from the work day. You know, people are in high corporate jobs. Everybody's really busy. You're running the kids to the soccer games. And you just want to have that moment to yourself. So we are going to be talking about comfort foods this morning. And as Deborah alluded to, you know, it's a, it's a wide variety. Everybody can have a different one. So we're looking for what your favorite comfort food is this morning. Uh, give us a call. Let us know at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. So I guess the pasta that you used is spaghetti. As we know, I mean, most people know there are like vermicelli is the kind of thinner spaghetti, that kind of thing. But this would be just This the is a true spaghetti noodle. Um, uh, I prefer linguine, but since we definitely said last week that we wanted to have spaghetti, I decided to stick to the, you know, true traditional uh, dish and it's also very this dish for me the spaghetti and the meatballs that you you know it's very reminiscent of one of my favorite childhood movies you know the lady and the tramp Kevin oh, yes and it's that moment where you you know having that spaghetti and mwah, you know so it's just <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we go to break, let's talk about the meatballs. Again, I was they're so big, and it's, they're colorful. Again, you also uh, you uh, garnished with some parsley, so we have the, the red of the spaghetti sauce uh, with the noodles and, and the big meatballs uh, and the green parsley, another visually stunning dish. Uh, tell us how you did the meatballs, though. Well, the meatballs, Kevin, are made from ground beef. That is a 70-30 blend. And I also mixed in um, a little Italian sausage, ground Italian sausage mm -hmm. in this. And we folded it up really easily. And then you've got one egg in the mixture. And I used a little bit of oatmeal, about uh, two, maybe three tablespoons of oatmeal. I didn't want to add in too much because we're not making meatloaf. We're making meatballs. Some people prefer to use uh, moist breadcrumbs. The other thing that happened is... Um, we added in wonderful spices. There's actually even a little bit of nutmeg in this because it, it, it heightens up the, the flavors. It gives you that intensity, tiny bit of brown sugar. We've got rosemary. Uh, we've got onions. 
I mean, I threw everything in there except the kitchen sink. <laughs> and then I used the ice cream scooper, the largest one I could find, Kevin, because I wanted the consistent weight and size of each one. And so I used my very large ice cream scooper. We scooped them out. In the middle, I infused this wonderful little bite of um, mild cheddar in the center, and we baked them. Absolutely wonderful. About 25 minutes in the oven, and you're done. It's just wonderful. So the oatmeal and the egg, I, th- I think, are a binder to help it stay Absolutely. together. Absolutely. You definitely want to be able to add something in here to, to bind it together to keep that really beautiful round shape that we're looking to. Because, you know, it will it, it will, if you don't, the meat will kind of fall apart a little bit, and the visual look won't be as beautiful. The bite may be good, but the look won't be as beautiful. This is Deep South Dining. We're looking for your comments this morning on comfort food. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. We do have a caller on the line. So let's say good morning to Sarah in Jackson. Good morning, Sarah. Good morning. How are you guys? Absolutely fantastic. How are you doing on this Monday morning? Oh, just great. Um, I just wanted to comment on on the comfort food um, and and the generic um, lovability. (laughs) That's the word. (laughs) The lovability of roast beef and potatoes and carrots. Oh, Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, it really came home to me yesterday after um, we did a performing in the Even Song at St. Andrew's downtown, mm-hmm. St. Andrew's uh, Episcopal Cathedral downtown. And um, I, we were, my husband and I were just uh, afterwards invited over to the director's house for dinner uh, because uh, his wife, who's a very good friend of mine, said, I just put a roast, you know, in the oven. And I don't know why I did, but I just put a whole roast. <laughs> I was going to cut it in half, but I didn't. And I put a whole roast with potatoes and carrots, and it's ready to eat. And, you know, I, I would love for you and, and your husband and, and a few other people to come. And um, we did. And after having, you know, after the stress, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a nice stress to perform musically, but... Um, but it is a little stressful. And that food tasted so incredibly good. And I'm, I'm just wondering, what do you think is the best cut of meat to make a wonderful melt-in-your-mouth roast? Well, I, I think it really just depends on a couple of things. You know, I have bought very expensive cuts, uh, Sarah, and inexpensive cuts. I think for me it really is about a few things. It's about the timing, um, of the process because you can take an inexpensive piece of meat, season it really well and slow cook it for several hours. And you still get that tender fall away, wonderful, juicy bite that we love uh, in, in terms of having pot roast. So it really just depends on your uh, budget and your particular, you know, taste, but you can like, again, you can take something that's very, very expensive or something very inexpensive and still have that wonderful bite that you're looking for. Okay, so it doesn't matter if it's chuck or round or it, it, the cut doesn't matter. Well, you know, there, there's an argument that it does, but for me, I have bought I have bought them both, and what I found is it really is about timing, and it, and that you know, so for instance, like on a Sunday morning, if I'm going to go to church and I'm going to have a long day then I can uh, start a uh, in my crock pot, uh, you know, the night before, put it on very low and let it cook all day. And when I get home, it's just perfect. And so to me, it really is just a matter of choice. Okay. And <clears throat> when you cook it uh, like that, do you put in the potatoes and carrots before you leave the house? Oh, absolutely. It, and and mm-hmm. especially if I'm not using a pre-cooked item, you know, like if you go into, you know, the grocery store and you buy those bags that say, you know, Kroger's got them on sale 10 for 10, then some of those products have already been pre-cooked and you can add them in a little bit later. But if I'm slicing up potatoes and onions mm-hmm. and carrots, I want to go mm-hmm. ahead and add them in for the beginning because I want all that flavor to seep in through mm-hmm. from beginning mm-hmm. to end. Okay, and last question, what kind of spices or herbs do you 
recommend with that. Oh, my gosh. I say uh, it's just what I said to Kevin earlier. I put everything in there except the kitchen sink. But it, you know, it <laughs> seriously. But one mm-hmm. of the things that pairs really well that most people, are, you know, um, may be a little bit surprised with that cinnamon and nutmeg pair really oh. well with roast uh, or, or most meats for that uh, a matter of fact, you end up getting these amazing little bites from that. So you use your salt and your pepper. You may, you know, add some cayenne if you like me. I like just that little sage of heat at the back of your tongue, just enough to balance it out. A little bit of rosemary, some thyme. I mean, just go ahead and because what I don't want, Sarah, after a long day of stressful singing, is to come home to a bland pot of food. <laughs> You, you know, so to be able to to be very versatile with your seasonings, it's a matter of, you know, choices based on your culture, your family style. But uh, for me, it is really being able to go in and add, uh, you know, as many flavors to that meat as possible. And just because something says it's, you know, because a lot of times we grab items out of the chef and it says this is for chicken or this is for beef. It doesn't mean that you have to stick to that staple. I'm finding that, you know, sometimes a very seasoning that says for chicken really works really well on my beef. So it just really depends. You know, it's kind of trial and error. One of the things that I always do with my roast, though, it's Kevin and Sarah, is I, I'm going to baste it with a little bit of butter before I start. And then I'm going to create a crust of seasoning, whatever I choose to use on that roast before I put it in the pot. So um, that's just kind of my Southern girl thing that I do. A little bit of butter and a whole lot of seasoning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sarah, thanks for your call. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got a caller on the line. We'll talk to Margaret in Starkville. And also we're looking for your comments this morning about what your favorite comfort food is. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. You can join the conversation by calling us at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Send an email, food at mpbonline.org. Back with more of the program after this. Support for MPB comes from C Spire Business Solutions, helping businesses move into the future with next-generation fiber optic internet access. More at 855-C-SPIRE-2. C Spire, customer-inspired. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. Hi, I'm Sharita Brent. On In Legal Terms, the focus is always you and your rights. From Miranda rights to civil rights, our legal experts will inform you of your right to do or not to do according to the law. Join us Tuesday mornings at 10 for In Legal Terms on MPV Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about comfort foods this morning. What do you go to when you're maybe after a long day at work, stressed out, you need something good to eat to help you relax? Uh, give us a call and let us know what comfort food really helps you out after uh, that long, stressful day. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Our email address is food at mpbonline.org. Let's start again on the phone lines as we say good morning to Margaret in Starkville. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning. Good morning. One of my favorite comfort foods is something that my mom used to make when I was a kid. I called uh, She called it eggs a la goldenrod. Mm-hmm. Eggs a la goldenrod. Tell us about it. Okay. What it is is, uh, is uh, chopped up hard-boiled eggs in a white sauce over toast. 
and you cut the post into bite-sized pieces after you've toasted it. Make your white sauce, and as you're chopping up the hard-boiled eggs, you separate out the yolks and put them in a strainer. Stir the hard-boiled chopped up into the white sauce, and when it's the right texture, pour it over the toast, and then use a spoon to force the uh, uh, egg yolks through the strainer to make the goldenrod topping. Hmm. And it's you know it's, it's carb and fat and bread and, <laughs> and comforting. <laughs> what can can you tell us, Margaret, what the white sauce is? It's just your basic white sauce. The uh, you start with flour and uh, and margarine or butter in the pan and uh, in equal quantities, and then add milk. Um, let's see, it's about a, about a tablespoon of flour and a tablespoon of butter. Per cup of milk, and you can make any quantity depending on it, whether you're just feeding you or whether there's a, a group you're making enough for several people. Oh, fantastic! And some salt and pepper in the white sauce, also, of course. That sounds good, and that I like the the visual there. The, the uh, yeah, uh, egg yolk <laughs> on top there, I think, would really, really kind of a stunning thing. So, Margaret, thanks for the call. The, good to hear from you this morning. Let's continue on. Uh, next, we're going to talk to Claire in Jackson. Well, hi, Claire. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Um, I just wanted to say thanks for taking my call, and it's so nice to hear how happy you both are this morning. <laughs> what do you have for us? Um, I just wanted to call in and give a little comment about um, some comfort foods that are that would work for strict vegetarians out there, because I know that um, usually when we think of comfort food, it, it has it's going to be macaroni and cheese or something with you know milk or cheese or meat, and I just thought it would be nice to have something for people who don't eat those things. So I, the other day I made some pancakes that are, you know, don't have any uh, animal products. So they're vegan and they're delicious. I mean, I think they're the best pancakes that I ever had. Um, and basically I just wanted to say that uh, the only thing you have to replace is instead of milk, you use almond milk or soy milk. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead of eggs, you use, um, maple syrup, and some canola oil. And I can tell you guys how to make them. Sure, go ahead. Um, Basically, you take a half a cup of flour and a half a cup of whole wheat flour. Having that mix is is really good and kind of hearty. And you add a tablespoon of of baking powder and one-fourth a teaspoon of salt. And you mix those together, especially in dry ingredients. And then in another bowl, you mix together one cup of um, almond milk or soy milk or any kind of plant-based milk of your choice. They have coconut and other. And you mix in two tablespoons of canola oil and two tablespoons of maple syrup and um, one teaspoon of vanilla extract. And you mix that together and then you mix them all together with the dry ingredients. Um, And then I just, you know, I take some pan and my pan to give it, get a nice little nonstick little surface and take a one-fourth cup measuring spoon and I, I spoon them in and, and I usually finish them off with um, maybe some blueberries oh, or wow. uh, more maple syrup and then I have a little bit of uh, vegan butter. Uh, the kind I like is called Miyoko Creamery and they're just delicious. And um, they always comfort me because I always think about weekends with my mom making pancakes. Absolutely. Right. And you could put blueberries mm-hmm. on anything and make me happy, okay? That's <laughs> <laughs> All right, Claire, thanks for the call. Good recipe. I love the idea of the maple syrup in there, too. Add a little good oh. flavor into the uh, uh, pancake batter, batter itself. itself. Absolutely. Uh, let's move on. Next, we're going to talk to uh, Daniel, who's called in from Memphis today. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning. Good morning. I'm I'm uh, calling from the medical school where I'm a professor in addiction sciences, so I hesitate to share this recipe. <laughs> it should be dangerous. Uh, I, I like to take a pork tenderloin, and, and then I pick sliced uh, fresh apples, and this time of year some good West Tennessee pears, and oh, a little brown wow. sugar and some cinnamon. And then I just slow roast that combination, and of course a little salt and pepper, and I slow roast that combination uh, for uh, about uh, two and a half hours at about 300 and nobody can resist it. Mm. Okay, because my senses and visual is just like on a high right now. So, Kevin, I think I'm going to go home and use that recipe <laughs> this afternoon. Oh, my God. I could see the apples and the pears. and, and Oh, the, my, oh my gosh. That sounds it's so... It's a favorite at my church. That sounds absolutely 
yummy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that does sound like it would pair really well together, Daniel. Thanks for calling. Great oh uh, recipe gosh. suggestion there. Uh, this is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We're talking about comfort foods. What is it that you like to eat? Maybe after a long, uh, stressful day, something that will help you relax and end the day on a high note with a nice dinner. Uh, or I guess you could have, uh, you know, a comfort foods throughout the day as well. Give us a call and let us know what your favorite no, comfort Kevin, food I is. No, Kevin, I can't. I would never get anything done. <laughs> it's one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. We'll go next to Eileen, who's called in from Tunica today. Good morning. Good morning, Eileen. Good morning. What go do you ahead. have for us? Well, I'm driving to the Memphis Airport to head home, home to upstate New York, but oh. I'm from the Delta in Mississippi, and my favorite comfort food is chicken and dumplings. Oh, oh wow. yeah, that is a good one. Do you have kind of a, a secret, or what? What? How do you do your chicken and dumplings? Um. Well, I don't know that it's a secret, but. I like lots of butter in them and buttermilk, and I um, use my hands to manipulate the dough. I think the warmth of your hands makes that butter melt so much better, and um, just mixing in the sour milk. But that's a, I live in a, a cold area now, and that's something that I cook for my employees at work and at home, and it's just, it, it's so um, comforting when you mm-hmm. eat that food. That's the only word I have to describe it, and it makes me think of my mother. So. Oh wow! Immediately um, when you Eileen said that, I thought about my grandmother as a as a child. She would roll out these uh, buttermilk biscuits to make uh, chicken and dumplings that dough with, and yep. it was just absolutely fantastic. What an amazing memory! Yeah, you know we didn't grow up with a lot of money. We we're kind of poor, but never felt that way. All right, Eileen, great call. Thank you. We had not mentioned that yet, and that certainly is a comfort food for a lot of folks here in the South, a great chicken and dumplings dish. So thanks for your call. <clears throat> Let's get another call or two in before the next break. We're on to Bentonia, as John has called in today. Hi, Good morning, John. John. Hey, folks. Um, uh, I'm going to clean this up a little bit. SOS, uh, you know, stuff on shingles. <laughs> and, <laughs> um you know, it's 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 basically uh, you know a sausage gravy over. Uh, it could be as simple as um, you know you get tired of open cans of chili, basically, and uh, you know cans of chicken noodle soup, and uh, it, you know you just you just heat up a, a pan of uh, sausage gravy and uh, you know dark roast some uh, some toast, slice it up on a uh, plate, and pour the gravy over it. And if you really want to dress it up, you can mix in a can of uh, you know, like roast beef hash or something, and mm. oh, then, wow. then you got then you got some um, potatoes in there for the for the shingles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, John, good one. That uh, that's uh, you know another I think uh, favorite uh, comfort food here in the south is that that sausage gravy. I think that certainly is oh, uh, gosh, so warm yeah. and and very tasty, and that that's a good way to uh, to to, to de stress. That's for sure. Get one final call in before the next break, and it goes to Marlou and Jackson. Good morning, Marlou. Well, good morning. Guten Morgen. Guten Morgen. How good are you, morning. sweet girl? Pardon me? How are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. My favorite comfort food, actually I have two, but my favorite one is macaroni and cheese. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good one. In fact, I tried something. For me, it was something different. Uh the, the person's name is Larry, the cable guy. He has food out now. Oh. And I tried cheeseburger dinner, triple cheese. It only took me 15 minutes to make it. It was out of this world. And I really, it comforted me a lot. Oh, wow. So I recommend that highly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marlou, thanks for the call. Uh, macaroni and cheese certainly is a, is a good one. And again, it's it's. I mean, Larry the Cable Guy is a good one. Come on, Kevin. You can't just walk past that, man. It's Larry the Cable Guy. He's certainly a Southern, that's for sure. But, you know, it's interesting. A lot of these foods are creamy, warm, uh, you know, so that's uh, I think that's the one thing that kind of helps us relax and de-stress. Absolutely. I think I think it is um, the, a mental note of that nurturing that we had as small babies. You know, you wrapped in a blanket, somebody's cuddling you and food actually has that effect on your brain. It can make you feel like you're being cuddled and nurtured. And so that's a lot of times when people say I'm stressed. They want those moments when they feel like they're being wrapped in a blanket. And for me, sometimes, Kevin, it's putting on my favorite socks getting a warm blanket, turning on my favorite movie, and grabbing something as simple as a bowl of ice cream because you just want to be able to have those moments. 
We need to take another break. We've got some open phone lines, though, so we're looking for what your favorite comfort food is this morning on Deep South Dining. Give us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. Your calls when we get back. Also, we'll talk to Deborah. We've not talked about yet the sauce for the spaghetti that she made this morning. We'll do that after this break. Conventions are over. Candidates have been nominated with less than three months to Election Day. We don't know what's going to happen between now and then, but we will be here to help you understand it. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio. MPB is getting its very own car tag. But first, we need your help. To begin production, we need 300 of you to say yes to the tag. Go to mpbonline.org slash car tag for more information and also to sign up. A portion of the fee goes to help MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. Thanks for your help, and we'll see you on the road. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about comfort foods this morning. What is it when you're really stressed out and need a good meal? What is it that you go to? Maybe something uh, that reminds you of things that you ate while you were growing up. Uh, give us a call about your favorite comfort food this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. So Deborah, we had talked about. Uh, you told us how you did those those delicious uh, giant meatballs, and we talked about using spaghetti. Uh, but um, <clears throat> I liked the sauce because this is kind of typical of you. It, there was such a interesting blend of flavors. It was had a little bit of sweetness, but if I'm not mistaken, there was just a a little bit of heat <laughs> just, in there also. Just a dash of heat, Kevin. <laughs> okay, so this is going to be one of those moments where. I'm going to tell you if it right now. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, literally, the only thing that I did was bought an over-the-counter, inexpensive jar of uh, sauce. I was going to say, you know, I took two tomatoes and I boiled them and I had some fresh garlic and I did. I didn't do all of that. I just because I was in a hurry. So I bought some of the over-counter stuff. And what I did was, um, Kevin, I literally just kind of. Um, spiced it up a little bit. I took all some of the seasonings uh, that I used in my meatballs from a little bit of cayenne pepper. We had, uh, I actually grilled some onions before I put the sauce in the pan. I took a little bit of brown sugar and sprinkled on top of those onions so they caramelized really nicely. And I added in a little uh, rosemary. I added in a little bit of uh, garlic and all of the things to give you that spice that you like in the spaghetti sauce. And I just let it simmer down and do its only thing, you know, because a lot of times people will just take a jar of sauce and open it up and pour it over the. And I just think, you know, if you take a little bit of extra time, add a few other things in there, I took a pad of butter, stirred it in, you know, because it gives it a nice robust flavor. I actually took a spoon of uh, cream, cream, and it was just one tablespoon of heavy cream. And I kind of blended it in because I didn't want to dilute the color. And um, and we just simmered it down a little bit, and it makes for a perfect sauce. And I'm sure that there are people all over the country who do that on a regular basis. Just take that jar sauce that you get. If you don't have time to parade, you know, potato. I mean, uh, your tomatoes and your garlic and your bell peppers, because you know, making a really great homemade sauce could take a little bit of time, mm-hmm. but it's always worth the effort. 
but it's just so much easier to just open up a jar and show it a little bit of love. And I think that's, uh, you know, instead of maybe buying the more expensive thing that has all the flavors mixed in there, I think you're right. Get the get the basic stuff and then dress it up however you like it. And it uh, I think the flavors are more intense that way. Well, yeah, because, you know, over-the-counter sauces can, you know, range from upper 7 to $8 to, you know, and inexpensive jar $1.25. So you can actually buy the inexpensive stuff since you're already going to probably have all of these seasonings in your cabinet anyway and just grab this stuff and just add it in to give your uh, sauce that really wonderful uh, texture and taste that you're looking for. Back to the phone lines we go. A friend of ours from Meridian, it's Blaine on the line. Good morning. Good morning, good morning Blaine. Good morning, guys and girls. How are y'all doing today? Fantastic. How are you? Oh, good, good. I heard y'all discussing comfort food, and I've uh, recently discovered it's a Eastern European dish, and I can't remember what country or what it's even called. But uh, you take a goodly amount of butter, skillet, put some onions in. I like yellow onions. Get them kind of going clear. A good bit of cabbage, maybe a half a head, and get that kind of cooked down and soft. Meanwhile, have egg noodles boiling. Uh, once the cabbage is nice and tender, uh, I don't boil it because you don't want a bunch of water in it. Uh, drain your egg noodles, add it to it, salt and pepper, and that is it. And I'm sorry, I almost forgot the main ingredient, smoked sausage. Smoked <laughs> <laughs> sausage. You can just kind of brown it up a little bit once your uh, cabbage is going. Get a little bit of the fat rendered out of it. Being from Mississippi, I don't drain any of that. It's full of butter anyways. And uh, you add your egg noodles to it. Stir together. Salt and pepper. Don't get fancy. No garlic and paprika or anything. Man, it is just good. Oh, wow. Wonderful, (laughs) fattening comfort food at its finest. All right. That sounds good, Blaine. Thanks for the call this morning. Um, that, uh, that was I got funny goosebumps too. listening Don't to want that. to forget the sausage in that one, though. That okay, uh, certainly really. helps round things out. <laughs> got another friend of ours, uh, Timothy's, called in from Louisiana this morning. Good morning, Timothy. Hey, Timothy. Good morning, y'all. Great to hear your voices over there coming through strong today. All right. Very good. Um, I like my, my mother always made poached eggs, and she'd make whole wheat. Toast, butter it real well, and dice it up, and then serve that poached egg up on there, and mash it all up together. And boy, how do you know that was one of my favorite foods, and still is. Oh know? wow, wow! You know, and a good dab of butter in the in the poaching dish before you put the egg in it. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I suggest that you know uh, at the grocery store on your on your uh, uh, spaghetti sauce. Right. They have these packages. I, I know Bird's Eye makes them, and my local grocery chain has their own brand of it. Of you know the the triumvirate, um, right? Mm-hmm. You know um, peppers and and everything all cut up and ready to go. It takes just minutes to do that, you know, and get that added into the sauce. It just improves the heck out of it. All right. Thanks for the call, Timothy. That's a y'all have a good day. You too, sweetie. Great suggestion. It's the yeah, as you say, the go to the frozen section, and he's right. A lot of times they'll have the the bell pepper, the onion, and the celery. Uh, just chunk Every, that in there and, and kick up the flavor. Absolutely. You know, and with him being from Louisiana, immediately I thought about Cafe Le Monde. It's one of my favorite places uh, in New Orleans. And to have a beignet and a cup of cold coffee today, Kevin, would be <laughs> See, now that's a whole other group of comfort foods we haven't gotten into yet is the desserts. We oh could spend several gosh. shows on that. <laughs> Got another caller from Meridian. We'll say good morning to JP, who's called in. Hey, JP. Hi, good morning. It's the shrimp and grit guy. Oh, <laughs> all right. What do you have for us this um, morning? Oh, I, first of all, the, the other caller, the noodles he was describing with the cabbage, those are, uh, that's a Hungarian-Polish dish. You know, like I said, I'm from originally from Pittsburgh. Uh, they call it klusky noodles. Okay. You put bacon in there, sausage, or not at all, you know, but uh, just the garlic, the butter, salt and pepper, and uh, noodles and cabbage. That's it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my comfort food, like I said, I, I think anything in the in the fall or the winter out of a crock pot, you know, does does it. You put it on in the morning and go, you know, chilies, mm-hmm. stews. Uh, I like to make a Yankee pot roast. has a little bit of cinnamon in it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But I just want to tell you guys, uh, a, a good piece of meat that I've been cooking lately, uh, 
a lot is this uh, pork blade steak. You know, it's the shoulder butt right. that is cut into a steak, and it's a lot more flavorful. It, it, you know, it breaks up in little pockets. It's much more flavorful than a pork chop. And whether, you know, you just hard cook it on the grill fast with some dry rub, barbecue rub, or, you know, stew it with some uh, onions and uh, brown gravy. And it just, uh, it's just so flavorful, and it, all the connective tissue separates the whole blade steak, you know, and it's a good quality, inexpensive piece of meat. Fantastic. You know, that was that's one of the things that I was sharing with a client earlier, um, JP, about the fact that it doesn't have to be the most expensive piece of meat on the market for it to be really good. It really is just a matter of, uh, you know, spending some time to find out what really works well for you, uh, because sometimes, you know, everybody's budget is not the same. And just because you buy something that's really expensive doesn't always mean it's going to be really yummy all the time either. Yeah, I, I think it's more flavorful than a, you know, a straight pork chop and not as tough, you know, sometimes. All right. Hey, JP, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you again. Uh, and again, you know, we talked about this. The, the crock pot, I think, really is the friend of the comfort food because, as we've said, you put it in the morning. When you come home, you'd be hit by the aroma of all that cooking oh, food. And wow. then uh, I've never had a, a recipe where the food is just not just so tender and moist and, and, you know, dripping from the bone, that kind of thing. Kevin, you would practically have to, like, be kidnapped and leave the country for a whole year for you to mess up something in a crock pot. I mean, it's, I mean, crock pot cooking really is uh, an ideal way of cooking, period. But it's a really great tool to have for those comfort dishes that we all like so much, whether it's your soup, your chili, uh, you can do macaroni, you can do your desserts in your crock pot. I mean, it's just, it's just one of those wonderful things to have in every kitchen. Let's go to another call before our next break. We say good morning to Raven in Clarksdale. Hey, Raven. Hi, honey. <laughs> this is my goddaughter. Good morning, sweetheart. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for listening, baby. What do you have for us today? Well, my um, favorite Southern food is what my grandmother used to always cook for us, which was Simon Croquette. Ah. Oh, wow. Um, mm-hmm, with some scarlet potatoes. Oh, yeah. That is always a yummy dish. And I prefer the uh, Simon Croquette as a breakfast food, so I kind of like it with a... If you're from the Delta, they eat it with rice opposed to grits here and, you know, closer to Jackson. But with some eggs, absolutely fantastic. Simon Croquette's just absolutely wonderful anytime. And so are you. You're just absolutely wonderful, sweetie. Thank you for calling in this morning. <laughs> you're welcome. All right. Uh, and scalloped potatoes, that's another good one, I think, that oh. we've not uh, mentioned yet. Hey, we need to take one final break this hour. Again, we've got some open phone lines and still a chance for you to share your favorite comfort foods with us. We're on Deep South Dining this morning talking about those favorite comfort foods and looking for your call. one eight seven seven mpb ring is the phone number. That's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. Back with more after this. While the conventions are over, candidates have been nominated. With less than three months to Election Day, we don't know what's going to happen between now and then. But whatever it is, we'll be here to help you understand it. Listen every day. Weekdays at 4 on MPB Think Radio. A eulogy for the VCR and the BlackBerry keyboard and a death wish for another tech device. I think the fax machine should stop being made. Why some tech is easy to part with and others not so much. It's just ridiculous. I hate that stupid thing. Saying goodbye to technology later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. 
Welcome back. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. And we've been talking about comfort foods this morning. And it's interesting, I don't, I mean, maybe because folks have called in if, if their favorite one has been mentioned, but we've not had any duplicates. We've had a, just a wide variety of foods that uh, people enjoy and, and go to when they're feeling stressed out. So I, as we said at the beginning of the show, I think that's the great thing about this topic is you, there's so many different things that really can uh, give us that lift when we're feeling down. So, Kevin, I, you know, I, I'm going to have to say on the list of my go-to things, though, is a great cup of coffee. And um, it, it's one of those things so much so that, you know, a lot of times when I get here in the morning, Jonas is so sweet to me. There's a cup of coffee. But it really is. Uh, if I'm really stressed, it's something about having that wonderful, you know, first sip of coffee that just kind of calms me all the way you know, down. See, to me, it's a nice Coke. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get my caffeine in cold form. I've never never been a coffee drinker. I will say, though, that uh, one of my favorite comfort foods that we've not mentioned yet, and that is meatloaf. Oh, wow. But wow. Uh, I do prefer ketchup on the top. As a, I mean, I, I'll like it with the brown gravy, but I really do uh, like, I like having the, the, tomato, the ketchup, ketchup on the top. Yeah, but, I like you know. that. that. That reminds me of being a little kid, you know, growing up and when we still jump rope and play jacks. <laughs> <laughs> We got uh, another call on the line, so we say good morning to Kay in Memphis. Hi, good morning, Kay. Good morning. Um, most of what you are talking about today is just dishes that I hear about. I, I'll explain why. I'm 86, and I still live, love my old comfort foods, which is what my mother used to make. And we didn't have spaghetti, and we didn't have all of these store-bought things. We did everything from scratch. Oh, yes, ma'am. Yeah, and she made the best chicken and dumplings, and she rolled out her her dough and took pieces in her hand and just tore it off by hand and put it in the pot with the the chicken. Hmm. But uh, another thing, when the lady was talking about the the, uh, eggs, on, on well, we, in in home ec back in the 1940s, we learned to do this, and this was sort of a specialty, uh, you know, where you uh, uh, grated up the egg yolks, boiled egg yolks, and put it on top of toast where we put our white sauce, uh-huh. our white gravy, whatever. So that's an old old recipe, and I've forgotten what we called it, but uh, but it it. It was a specialty. I cooked it for my folks at home. We were really country folks. We did not buy anything. <laughs> no, we bought salt, black pepper, baking powder, soda, and flour. Everything else we produced on the farm. We lived there for nine years, and I know how to churn buttermilk, and there ain't nothing as good as the buttermilk made from raw buttermilk from raw milk. <laughs> That, uh, I'll tell you just a real quick joke. I was in the hospital for a court, an extended period of time when I was 11 years old, and I finally got to the point that they would allow me to uh, have food. And the first thing they brought to me was a glass of milk, and I took a sip of it, and I spit it out. I said, what did you do to this milk? <laughs> I was used to raw milk. <laughs> Not this pasteurized milk. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and there's still nothing like to me. There's a, I just like I don't. I call this packaged cornbread mix. I call it Yankee cornbread. <laughs> I want my cornbread. Good to hear but, from you, Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks for calling, Kay. Good call. Oh, my uh, gosh. That's fantastic, <laughs> Kevin. But I do, you know, I, when she was talking, I thought about my grandmother because I actually remember milking the cow. And it is a different taste between the milk. And, you know, it's just amazing memories. But also, I think she made a good point. A lot of times, because these foods are comfort foods, they have been around a long time. And, and so a lot of us have had them. And, and as I said, memories from growing up. And they're they're just good. Good tasting. Let's go to Natchez. Bob has called in this morning. Hello, Bob. Hey, Bob. Good morning. Just fine. How you doing? Fantastic. What do you have for us this morning? Well, I'm on my way to Jackson, and I was listening to y'all, and uh, I wanted to tell you about a, uh, one of my favorite foods. It's simple. It's very relaxing, and that's chicken noodle soup homemade. Mm. Oh, wow. It's just, uh, I mean, to me, it's, it's very healthy for you. But it's also easy, and it doesn't cost a lot of money. But uh, I've just enjoyed it. Uh, I cook it in the summertime, wintertime. It doesn't matter. All right. I've enjoyed listening to y'all this morning. And before I get off, I just want to tell uh, the lady there that uh, she knows this already. 
but her laugh is just right. <laughs> okay, that's what I had to tell you. I wanted to tell you that, but uh, I'm going to get off, and uh, I enjoy listening to y'all. All Thank right, you Bob. so much, Thanks Bob. for the call. But, yeah, chicken chicken soup is another good chicken one. Chicken noodle soup, the soup for the soul. I mean, it is really the ultimate comfort food. It's the one food that you you know go to when you're sick, and you know people say, I'm going to give you a bowl of chicken noodle soup, but it really is that easeness of your soul going down. Let's get one call in before the show ends, and we're going to Laurel as we say hello to Mary. Hi, good morning, Mary. How you doing? Fantastic. How are you doing today? What do you have for us? I'm fine. I love chicken noodle soup, soup too, but my favorite recipe, too, is um, chicken dumpling. I guess everyone cook it different. I like to use self-fried or you can mix it and then use that uh, little uh, butter and uh, um, I use egg in mine and a little water and I start and I mix up ahead of time and then set that dough aside so it can, you know, get a little hard and then roll it out and it be so good. It doesn't break up. I love it. And everybody just love it like that. But I want to know the man that had the um, the egg drop noodles and the um The cabbage? cabbage. Mm-hmm. Was the soup? No, it's not a soup. It's actually served as a hearty comfort food dish. It is the the cabbage is basically kind of braised in the butter, and then the noodles are added in, and it's served really. I've actually seen it. I've never had it. We've had cabbage with sausage in it, but I have never done it with the egg noodles in it before. But we're going to try it around here just to see how yummy it really is. All right, Mary. Well, 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 I never did get that recipe good. And, um, you it's, don't really cook it in water. You sort of like saute it. You're going to saute your cabbage in some butter. And some onions. And some onions and a little bit of garlic, some salt and some pepper, and add your noodles. That's it. And then the sausage. And and your sausage in. Yep. Okay, don't use no sauce. That's all that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mary. Good to hear from you. you. Good way to end the call of the show this morning. Um, And um, the other thing she mentioned that I think is is true, too, is that, uh, you know, uh, our comfort foods, we sometimes cut and put our own spin on them. As she said, there's chicken and dumplings, but I think there are different ways to do it, and, and that adds to just the variety of, 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 of flavorful things that you can make. It's the joy of cooking, Kevin, as well as the joy of living. You get to add your own little spin variety. As long as it's good to you and good for you, I say go for it. All right, and uh, as we close, I, I said I talked about meatloaf. You know, I think, uh, in, as I said, if we went into dessert comfort foods, I think we'd need uh, several hours to uh, at least get through mine, but I think... Uh, one of them, well, I've, I've mentioned this before, German chocolate cake has been my favorite cake because I get it on my birthday every year. But one thing I also like, and that is banana pudding. I was about to say that, Kevin. Oh, my God. So I have a caramel pecan banana oh, pudding wow. that I'm bringing you. How about all right, that? I'm gonna, we're doing that. All right. We're going to hold you to that one. <laughs> That's going to wrap us up for today. Thanks to everybody who called in this morning. Great show. Uh, Enjoyed hearing about your favorite comfort foods. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Jonas Adams, and our call screener today, I think, was Sam Wells. So for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. That's followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.